Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarancy, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. We've got a full house, and we've got some great guests, some great football talk on the program tonight. Jamie Eisenberg from CBSSports.com joins us. Rick Saratella, NFL Job Bible, SportsIllustrated.com joins us. George Kurtz, Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. Triple Threat, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Meltdown, let's do this thing. Um, a lot of stuff to unpack uh, tonight, unfortunately, for the Los Angeles Lakers. As soon as things were were starting to um, to look good in the future, the you know they, these guys were on a nice little run. And uh, suddenly LeBron James is going to be out for a couple of weeks right now. LeBron James feared to be out for an extended period of time with a right foot injury. He's undergoing further testing and conversations to learn the full extent of the injury. Of course, he heard something pop. Um, He said uh, during the game that he heard something pop, but he finished the game. And there's a lot of talk about load management. LeBron hasn't been a massive culprit of load management in his career. LeBron James, you know, listen, he's taken some nights off. He is 38 years old now, right? I've been credited, you know, listen, man. If there's anybody out there that if there was a reason to say, oh, you know, I'll tell you what about LeBron. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, you know, when he doesn't play. Now, this dude, he wants to play because he likes breaking people's records, right? The guy's a stat-like monster. So he doesn't like missing time because he likes putting numbers up. So, you know, and obviously it's too bad, though, because the Lakers were actually looking good. There was a lot of positivity. There was a lot to like about the Lakers, actually, the way, they, the way they've been recently playing. Uh, but uh, he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Yet, yet, let's be real, at the same point in time, don't you get the feeling that they'll throw this out there? Oh, you know, any normal person would have been out six weeks, but LeBron's back in 10 days. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, roll out the, you know, the old Willis Reed special, the old Paul Pierce special. NBA players like to sort of, you know, like, you know, like hockey players, hockey players like to pretend they're not hurt. You know what I mean? Like a hockey player could take a bullet in the ankle. <laughs> he got shot on the way to the arena. And you're not going to tell anybody. Right? He's going to lay lace his skate up. He'd be like wincing and stuff. He'll be like, I'm not going to tell anybody my foot hurts, man. Right? NBA players rolling. Hey, my foot hurts, man. Hey, if I score, if I score, I'm a hero because my foot hurts, right? But, hey, if I don't play well, hey, I told you, man, my foot hurts. <laughs> There's, the, 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 it's, it's the complete opposite. But, uh, you know, so I don't know how long he's going to be out for. It does suck. Uh, I'm going to see the Lakers and the Raptors, actually, uh, next week. And I guess it'll save me money because the tickets will be cheaper now. 
And, and I, I got to be honest. I've seen LeBron James. I'd like to see him. Uh, but I've seen him a lot in my life, in person. And I never had a good time. <laughs> Let's roll. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. The Combine set to begin in Indianapolis. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com, steps up and in and break it down with us. We've got some great football guest on the show tonight, Rick Saratella, on his way to Indianapolis for uh, the Combine. Meanwhile, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports, steps up and in. We talk about all the latest NFL news and predictions as far as what teams are going to do. There's a lot of speculation uh, right now, and I'll tell you what, every time we hit refresh, uh, Bryce Young is a bigger favorite to be the number one pick in the upcoming National Football League draft, but the team that has the number one pick, they're not taking the quarterback. So the question is, who's going to trade up? Uh, Listen, man, these sports books don't make the money that they do without generally being right about these things. I thought it was crazy when they said that Trayvon Williams is going to be the number one pick, and Trayvon Williams was uh, the number one pick when it was all said and done. Somebody is going to trade up with the Chicago Bears. Is it going to be the Houston Texans? Is it the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, what are the Las Vegas Raiders going to do with the quarterback? Uh, I tell you what, there's a lot of talk out in New England uh, right now. Devin McCourty steps up and defends uh, Mac Jones, but there are reports out in New England that Mac Jones is frustrating teammates and some in the organization. There, you know, the report was that they're tired of his cheap shots on other other players. That they the the Eli Apple cheap shot. Listen, nobody likes Eli Apple, but it was pretty clear that you basically tried to end this guy's career, bro. You're a punk-ass quarterback that's been in the league for a couple of years. You start, like, brawls in training camp, like, brawls start because of you and your mouth. You deliberately try to injure people all the time, and you're not even that good. So, I'll tell you what, Mac Jones, somewhat on the clock uh, right now. But uh, Devin McCourty stepped up to defend uh, Mac Jones. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack here this evening. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers fans were feeling good about things over the last uh, week and a half or so, and rightfully so. Uh, The Lakers have been playing some strong basketball. The epic comeback. LeBron James will be out for an extended period of time, at least the next couple of weeks, with the right foot injury. How long will break it down? There's a lot of stuff to unpack. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The late night 
Bigger Matchment Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Jamie Eisenberg will join us. And I'm going to throw all these uh, football questions to Jamie, respect his opinion. We'll talk football with George Kurtz. We got some NHL hockey. I didn't get to it last night, actually, because we were caught up. You know, this, we get caught up in this and that. But um, Keandre Miller, the spit, the spitting incident in which uh, Miller of the, uh, the Rangers appeared to spit on Drew Doughty of the Los Angeles Kings. And this happens. You know, usually once a year there's a spitting incident in hockey. When I played, there was a lot of spitting. I didn't spit on players, but I just had a flashback of me spitting towards somebody. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like the guy was mouthing off, and I was like, F off, and I just sort of spit in his direction. Um, so anybody that hasn't played hockey, you have to understand there it happens, right? Like, it's it, there's a code, though. You can't do it. Like, you can't, like, you know what I mean? You can, you know what I mean, spin in someone's direction. Like, if you'll notice, though, hockey players are like baseball players. Like, spitting becomes kind of like a, a thing that you do without even knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm dead serious. Like, watch a hockey player. They're constantly spitting. Like, it's just caught to, 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 to click all over the ice. Like, I'm telling I know it's like it's a little thing. You know, maybe you have a nose, but, like, trust me. Like, so they're all spitting all the time to begin with. And so... This stuff happens, but this was not one of those instances. Like, Brad Marchand, that guy, like, you know what I mean? He spit on people. He's licked people before. That's that's kind of a weird one. He licked someone's, like, face once. Like, they're, they're, you know what I mean? He does some weird things sometimes. <laughs> but, like, like I said, there's been a couple. Like, I don't know, not every year. Every few years, somebody will spit on somebody. It's going to happen. But in this instance... In this instance, it didn't happen. I look forward to Kurtz's take on this. You know, it's it's crazy to say, well, it happened, but it didn't happen. <laughs> it like it happened, but it didn't happen. No, like um, let me let me read you uh, Miller's statement, and I'll give you what I think what happened in my own uh, personal opinion. Keandre Miller says, "I wanted to take a moment to address what occurred in last night's game." I have all the respect in the world for Drew Doughty, and what happened was completely accidental. I would never intend to do something like that on purpose. It goes against everything I am as a person and as a player. I felt awful about it, and I am thankful Drew gave me the opportunity to apologize and explain myself in person after the game. I think... Um, now, listen, no matter what he says, there's going to be some people already have their minds made up, but... If you watch the video, you see what happened. There's no doubt. Like, he can't, you know what I mean? He spit on Drew Doughty. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no doubt about it. But I think the better way of putting it is he didn't spit on Drew Doughty. His spit hit Drew Doughty. You know what I mean? I think it was one of these deals where you could see, listen, there was a scrub next to the net. People are mouthing off. There's, you know, there's crazy things being said by everybody. And, you know, there's some jostling going on. And Miller was sort of behind it all. And Dowdy's coming in. 
And I think Miller basically, Miller was doing the old, like he was trying to do a little spit before so he could start like trash talking and go. Like, you know what I mean? I think he, he had to spit in, in other, you know what I mean? And another thing is too, you got to realize with hockey players, there's a lot of phlegm going and stuff. When you're skating on the ice and stuff, like your nose runs and like, you know what I mean? You got ice and moisture and like there's a lot of different weird temperature things going on. I'm telling you, if you look at a hockey player, like they're always rubbing their nose on the bench and stuff. So like, um, you know what I mean? It's just natural. You're sweating. You got phlegm. Your nose is running. You're sweating. It's hot as hell. And you know what I mean? You're in an NHL game. You're going to end up spitting a lot. So, you know, you can see what happened. Right, he sort of like he didn't like you know rear up and like poof like you know what I mean because nothing happened like he had no reason to spit on him you know what I'm saying like if somebody like runs your ass from behind and whatever like if something you know what I mean or something like super offensive is stated then okay you know what I mean like Zidane and that uh, the Maserati guy whatever his name was remember that guy the the Italian guy um, when he said your sister has slept with everyone in the league. <laughs> That's what he told them. If you're wondering what Zidane like headbutted him for, um, you know, I mean, like so there's going to be things that are said, but like in this instance, there nothing like egregious happened. It was just a standard little jostle next to the net after a play, and you know, Miller spit just sort of, and it was it wasn't a big one. Right? It was just sort of that like, quick. Like I said, I'm telling you, he wanted to do a quick. And then he was going to be like, you know, what the F do you want? Let's go type of thing, right? But it just, and I think you can even see Miller's face when it, like, it leaves it, when it hits him. You can sort of see him like, oh, like, you you can tell, like, in Miller's face. He wasn't like, oh, I'm happy I just hit you. You can sort of see, like, oh, man, like, one of those type of things. Like, So I believe him personally. That's my take on this. And uh, we'll get George Kurtz's uh, take on it. Watch the video for yourself. Watch the video for yourself, and uh, you can make up your own mind. But listen, Keandre Miller has never, you know what I mean? The kid's a class act. He's never done anything. Like, there's not a history of, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's dirty, and he'll, he'll bite you. Biting is the worst one. Biting, they don't like the, you know, once a, that happens, too, every once in a while. <laughs> Somebody will get bit, but... It doesn't happen often. Who's the last guy to bite someone? Wasn't the guy on the Kings, actually? Like I said, didn't happen last year or two years ago. Once in a while, it's sort of like a football pile. Right? It's weird, though, because in hockey, there's all these little codes and stuff. It's like the one sport you can punch someone in the face, but then they get all mad about, like, other, like, littler things. But I do believe Miller... And another thing is, too, Drew Doughty's another really likable guy in the league, right? Like, nobody dislikes Drew Doughty. Nobody's spitting on Drew Doughty, right? Like, it's just the whole thing is whatever. So, for me personally, and my opinion means nothing in the big picture of this story. But in my opinion, Keandre Miller, it was accidental. It happened. It is what it is. You apologized. It was one of those wrong, you know what I mean? It just happened. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just it just happened. Things happened fast. He spit. It hit Dowdy. But he didn't, like, you know what I mean? He didn't, like, oh, I'm going to spit on Drew Dowdy. No, he spit, and it was like, oh, you know, we've all done something. You know what I mean? Like, after you do it, like, oh, my God. And it's like, oh, it's too late. So one of those deals.
So I don't think uh, I don't think Keandre Miller is some horrible person uh, that meant to uh, spit on Drew Doughty. All right, so I want to, a lot, lot of stuff to get to, including LeBron James's injury, which is really too bad because the Lakers have been balling. You had the epic comeback, and they've been a lot of fun to watch since all these trades, right? Like they're just they're a different team right now. And in fact, they're kind of fortunate in the sense that I wouldn't write them off. I wouldn't like dismiss the Lakers right now just because LeBron's not there. And I also I also think LeBron knows how to I know I think he knows how to you know control the narrative. And I think an extended period of time, like basically, let's say the media says, oh, he's gonna be out three weeks, he'll be back in ten days. Right, the heroic return sooner than he should be returning to save the Lakers. I, you know, we'll see how long he's out for, but I wouldn't. I don't think the sky has fallen yet. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger match for class. Oh, yeah. I am Gabe Omeracity. I just had a flashback. I was talking about De- Keandre Miller. <laughs> Move on from this, but when I was in a band, Homicide, we were playing, we were playing with that band, Razor. Pretty good band, Razor. Uh, we were playing with Razor. We were touring with Razor. And that was quite the night for me, actually. I spit I spit in someone's face accidentally, and I set fire to a hotel room in the same night. That was quite the night. And it was an accident. Same thing. So that's why, like, when I see Nicky Andre Miller, like, basically, whatever, dude. Like, you're on the stage. See you know what I mean? Like, I'm singing. It's hot as hell. And I just sort of, you know, I'm spitting sort of like kind of near my feet, but like sort of like on the front of the stage type thing. Yet I lost control of it. I spit like all over this guy's leather jacket, like all over his arm and stuff. He wasn't too happy. Like he like he looked like he, he sort of like, I'm going to get you type thing. Like when I'm playing, I looked down. Like so. But what I did is after the song was over, I had a bunch of beers, like, on the side of the stage. After the song was over, I went over, and I grabbed two beers. I went over, I gave him two beers. He was like, oh, thanks, buddy. Cheers, cheers. I said, oh, sorry, sorry, bro. <laughs> Start the next song. This stuff's going to happen. This stuff's going to happen. Look at, like, Motley Crue. Look at, like, Vince Neal's always spitting on people. <laughs> and always people are spitting back at him and stuff. Right? Spitfest, Motley Crue. 
All right, so LeBron James going to be out. I said earlier as we were going into the last break that I don't think the sky has fallen necessarily fully. Now, this is what it comes down to. Anthony Davis, you make a lot of money. You know, you're, 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 you're a superstar. You, you are supposed to carry this team now. And you know what I mean? Like all these dudes always think, like, are you just, are you LeBron's sidekick? No. There's even talk that you want to go somewhere, you would go somewhere else just to beat a man, supposedly. But can he? Will he? Like, you know what I mean? Anthony Davis, I've said this before. We're going to find something out. LeBron has never been able to win without Anthony Davis in L.A. Point blank. Right? He didn't have Anthony Davis in the first year. They didn't make the playoffs. He had Anthony Davis in the bubble. They won the championship. Didn't have Anthony Davis against the Phoenix Suns. They lost. Didn't have Anthony Davis last year. Lost. Didn't make it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, you know, there's a pattern here. Like, LeBron needs AD. Point blank. We've said this. Our guests have said this. AD's the most valuable player on that team, as crazy as it sounds. So now let's see if AD can win without LeBron. And there's something happens, but you can tell at times, like when AD is playing and LeBron's not there, like AD's in a better mood suddenly, if you notice, because suddenly he's the guy, right? And they, you know, they're never going to say this and stuff, but I think, you know what I mean, sometimes you can bring a team together in which everybody else will say, you know what? We always say, you know, this LeBron, this LeBron, that, and it gets tiresome. And it's always about him, no matter what we do, no matter what. And if we lose, it's our fault, and we win, he gets the credit. That's the way it works when you play with LeBron. That's why people don't want to play with him, right? That's the way it works. So I think, you know, I'm just saying, the Laker, this is a chance for the Laker players to prove it. And you've got guys that have done things on their own. D'Angelo Russell doesn't need LeBron James's approval, right? But AD, to me, it's AD. Like, if AD can stay healthy, you know what I mean? This You can show something here, AD. Put the team on your back and say, you know what? You, that's the whole thing with this league. That's my problem with the contract structure. You know, there's all these max guys that, all right, if you're a max guy, man up and carry us on your back. Let's go. Or are you just a max? You want to get paid like a max guy, but you're really a sidekick. Because I got to tell you, Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson didn't make the same, same amount of money. All right? That's not the way that it works. Paul Schaefer didn't make the same amount of money as David Letterman. Yeah, they were on the same show together. Right? It's not the way that it works. But basketball, that's the way that it works. It's ridiculous, actually. They, they whatever, dude. They, it's not my problem. They don't care about us. I don't. Well, ooh, they don't make enough money. But we all know this. We all know this max contract stuff is stupid. Fred Van Fleet's gonna get a max contract. Is Fred Van Fleet as good as LeBron James is? We don't have to answer that question. But he's going to make the same amount of money. You have all these dudes in the NBA that are max guys. Tobias Harris is a max guy. Yeah, okay. Take away uh, Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid, and let's see let's see how, how much of a max guy Tobias Harris is. Right? But he's a max guy. The guy's making a max contract. Right? It's sort of like NFL quarterbacks. You know, when you're up, like, people are going to say, oh, well, how can you pay Daniel Jones $45 million a year? Well, that's what every other jackass makes. So why wouldn't he make that? 
That's the way that it goes. Don't hate the player, hate the game. But that's that's the thing. When you get into everybody makes the same amount of money stuff, right? When they're not equal. But, you know, and listen, in the old days, and I say old days, but let's say in the Michael Jordan era, in the Jordan era, like Jordan was making more money than most guys are now then. And what happened was the superstars in the NBA used to get like seriously paid, man. Like I did, Jordan made like fifty million dollars a year, like twenty years ago. Like he was making a lot of money, and so was Patrick Ewing. Like and so were like you know what I mean all the all these star guys in the NBA were banking large, except the the rest of the guys in the league felt as if though that the head of the union, which was Patrick Ewing, <laughs> that Patrick Ewing was only looking out for like the top twenty players in the league. Because he was one of the top 20 players. Like, you know what I mean? That Patrick Ewing was only representing the Michael Jordans of the league and only really caring about what star players would make and not what anyone else would make. So they evened everything out. And now you have a bunch of stiffs to get way, make way too much money. You know, they, you know, there's just too many guys who make way. Like, Ben Simmons makes $37 million a year, guys. Like, really? So that's you know, that's it is what it is. All these financial, like, you know, LeBron is right. Like, LeBron is underpaid. If you consider the amount of money, like, like Kyrie Irving and LeBron James make the same amount of money. Kevin Durant and LeBron James make the same amount of money. I can go on. Clay Thompson. Like, all these guys. Like, how many guys have max contracts? They all make the same amount of money as LeBron. How many of them increase the, the, the value of the franchise? How many of them have won three championships and threw with three different teams in three different cities and done it and built stuff up like different, like, and made like billions of dollars for everybody? So, like, so when you put it in perspective, LeBron James, like making $40 million a year, whatever the hell it is, with his basketball contract, really is significantly, severely a ripoff. Like, he's getting stiffed if you really want to quantify it. Right, but nobody's ever going to say, "Oh, you know, I feel bad for LeBron James. You know, he doesn't make enough money." No, he's a smart businessman, LeBron. You got to give him credit for that. But from a basketball perspective, he's underpaid. I mean, he, like I said, you know, all these guys that are average players that are like, they, you know, once they're up, they're free agents. Oh, get the max. They're going to get the max. Some team will get in the max. I look forward to. Uh, I look forward to. Uh, Rick Saratella joining us, and uh, Jamie Eisenberg in a couple of moments' time. Talk some NFL football. A lot of there's a lot of stuff to break down as far as the quarterbacks uh, are concerned. And Bryce Young is going to be the big topic of conversation. There's like very the reports change all the time about what he's doing there, but evidently I guess Bryce Young isn't going to do anything essentially. And you know what? I kind of get it. Why would he? What good can happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing like, if you're already projected to be the number one pick of the draft, why would you do anything? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that can happen is people can go, you know what? He's actually not as good as I thought he was when I see him in person. So, you you, know, you like them, you let the mystique go. It is, you don't like me, you don't like me. 
Now, he's not thrown. He's not going to do any of the drills, but I guess he is, and there was different reports about this, but he is going to get measured and weighted. Like, remember Devontae Smith last year wouldn't get weighted. You know what I mean? He wouldn't get on the scale. Like there's Guys can do whatever the hell they want to do when they show up at this thing. I don't know. I imagine Bryce Young right now, as we speak, he's on like one of those racks trying to stretch himself. He's on the same rack as uh, Trevor Bauer and Nikolai Jokic. He's <laughs> one of those racks. <laughs> Make me taller. Make me taller. I can get real detailed. What's his height? Um, he's 5'10", essentially. But you want to get into, I don't know, is it 5'10.2"? Well, like he's put it this way, he's I think he's closer to five ten than he is to five eleven. Colleges always add like colleges always add height and or weight or reduce weight. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll always like sort of make the player look a bit better. Jamie Eisenberg, CBSSports.com will step up and in. What are the Raiders gonna do? Are the Raiders going to, like, chase another vet and live year to year, or are they going to draft a quarterback? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Monday Night Meltdown continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates wherever you may be. All right, so the combine is uh, this week. The draft is rapidly approaching. Uh, NFL free agency. There's a lot of stuff to break down. There is no offseason. Jamie Eisenberg knows that. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com, steps up and in and joins us. Jamie, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. I appreciate you having me. Good to talk to you as always. So there's a lot of stuff to break down. Let's start off uh, with the uh, the Chicago Bears. Reports are uh, that they're open to trading this pick. That's what makes the most sense, unless you don't buy in to Justin Fields. I am a Justin Fields believer. What do you make of the debate and the talk about Justin Fields and Bryce Young and the quarterbacks and the draft and what the Chicago Bears should do? No, I'm with you. I, I think keeping Justin Fields as a starter makes the most sense. You know, it's always interesting. You know, when a guy's a couple years removed from the NFL draft process, if Justin Fields was in this class, looking at what he did at Ohio State and is obviously his college pedigree, you would say he's probably the number one quarterback coming in. So, you know, clearly there's some flaws in his game, but there's also flaws about the things that were around him. And I think if you get as much draft capital as you can, and don't be surprised if it's not multiple trade downs for them, you know, because they can move down, let's say, to the Colts spot, and then somebody wants to jump up there, and then they can move down again and just really accrue a lot of draft picks. So, I think if you put a lot of pieces around him, help the offensive line, obviously they have to get some playmakers on the outside. You know, when you got, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney's a nice player, Cole Komet's a nice tight end. You know, they tried to get a receiver in the draft last year, and they didn't have a lot of draft capital. It'll be like Stone Jump Jr., uh, but they need to put weapons around him, and they need to give him some blocking, and, and obviously the talent is there. So I, I like the move for the Bears. You know, it's, you don't always get situations this early out where teams are that transparent, but, you know, I think when they see that there are multiple teams that need quarterbacks and, and probably want to jump up to that spot, 
let the bidding begin, and let's see if they get the best offer. And you know me, Jamie. I like to lay it down, and I love to bet on the NFL draft. And every time I hit refresh, Bryce Young is a bigger favorite to be the number one pick, which, you know, is interesting considering the team with the number one pick isn't taking a quarterback, which – you know, the odds makers and the sports books believe there will be a trade. A lot of people keep talking about Indianapolis. What about the Houston Texans? If you're Houston, I don't know. I mean, are they in love with Bryce Young? Do they like C.J. Stroud? Do they like Anthony Richardson? Do they like uh, do they like Will Levis? And they wouldn't have to make a move, but it's not very much of a jump. I mean, it would cost the Colts a lot, wouldn't it, to jump up? Who do you think ends up making that move and uh, and getting a number one pick? I mean, the Colts obviously make the most sense. You know, they, they've, they've tried and tried and tried, you know, with these retread guys, you know, certainly Carson Wentz and, and Matt Ryan, uh, and it hasn't worked out. And, you know, when the owner comes out and says they like the kid, you know, and Bryce Young, um, I think, you know, they, they, they sort of tip their hand a little bit. So, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, after this week, you'll get the scouts talking, you'll get the draft mix talking, you know, everybody's going to start to say this guy really excelled in this interview or this guy did well in this you know part of the combine and so we may get a lot of buzz for anthony richardson we may get a little bit more buzz for will levis but i think right now the top two guys going in make the most sense of bryce young and, and cj stroud and then it's going to be a matter of the texans wanted to say okay we're standing pat no matter what we'll take the whoever falls to us at two instead of spending to move up to one and obviously having to give up draft capital you know that's kind of been their mo since you know replacing bill o'brien and nick casario coming in from new england has just sort of been accruing draft picks and so you know, if they want to stick to their model of, okay, we're not going to overspend to go get a guy and just take the, the, the second-best quarterback prospect or maybe the best guy in their mind, then they stay at two. But, yes, the Colts are going to be a team that's going to be looking to move up. Obviously, the Panthers, you got to put them in the mix, too, of a team looking to trade to the number one spot. Uh, the Texans are obviously still on the table. So, you know, those are probably the three best suitors right now in terms of somebody trying to jump up and get that number one pick for the Bears. CBS Sports, Jamie Eisenberg uh, joining us. I am Gabriel Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159. We have a lot of Raider fans that listen to the program and a lot of uh, a lot of listeners in Las Vegas itself. What do you think they're going to do now? So it was pretty clear coming in, you know, I didn't think that the Carr and McDaniels relationship would be a long one, and it wasn't. I think that McDaniels was hoping that he could get Tom Brady. He didn't. You know, the, the Aaron Rodgers, okay, I mean, that's sort of like hitting a slot machine in Vegas. I guess it could happen, maybe, and there's just so much that goes along uh, with that. So what what do you think the Raiders end up doing? And I guess where I'm going, wouldn't it make sense for them to draft a quarterback? If McDaniels is this big quarterback guru, like he likes to stay down there, everybody hypes him up uh, to be, shouldn't, he, shouldn't they draft a quarterback and develop a quarterback? Um, but does he have that time? Which I think he does. I don't think Davis wants to fire him. I don't think I think Davis is tired of paying coaches that he fires. So I think he does have time, and I think he has the owners, the owners' confidence. So why wouldn't they just take a quarterback? How do you think this plays out? And at what point does Devontae Adams say, you know what, this is what I signed up for when I came here? What do you think about the Raiders situation? I think it makes the most sense. You know, first off, I would go to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, there's no light in any casinos. You know, so you don't have to worry about sunlight there if you like dark rooms. (laughs) But, um, you know, clearly that Aaron Rodgers is the prize. You know, I think if if the earlier report holds that he's only going to be traded to an AFC team, the two teams that seem the most likely would be the Raiders to be reunited with Devontae Adams and play in that team in that city or to the Jets potentially, you know, to go where Nathaniel Hackett is and and a guy that he's familiar with and and somewhat of a system that he's familiar with. Uh, So, you know, I I think the Raiders are still very much in in the Aaron Rodgers mix if if, in fact he does leave Green Bay. But, yeah, I think that's – I'm always a, of the belief if, if there's not a slam-dunk guy out there, so let's say they could somehow magically get a Lamar Jackson or if they really believe that there's 
uh, still something left in Jimmy Garoppolo as a franchise guy. I'm not really a Garoppolo you know, truther, but you know, certainly some coach might think that he's the end-all, be-all answer. Uh, and obviously there's a, a history there with you know, McDaniels and, and Garoppolo from their days in New England. So, you know, those seem to be the most likely, you know, scenarios, you know, not really Lamar Jackson, but you know what I'm saying? You know, if they can get their hands on the, the prizes that potentially could be available, maybe Daniel Jones leaves New York in, in some shape or form. But uh, if they can't get the, the, the veteran guy that, that's going to make them a significant playoff contender, and now you're in a division that got better because you got the Super Bowl champs, obviously the Chargers still there, and now Sean Payton is there as well to, to make the Broncos better. You know, why not just say, okay, we're going to take our time with this, we have a defense that has some nice pieces, but still is very much uh, a little bit of a ways away from being a Super Bowl caliber defense. You maybe trade Devontae Adams and get some more assets to try and maybe put yourself in a position to get one of the top-tier quarterbacks. So I think that's probably the smarter route to go, unless, of course, again, you can hit the slot machine, like you said, and get Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, we are going to make a run. We're going to really show, as everybody thought last year, this is going to be the best division in football. Now it really is going to be the best division in football because of all the things that have happened and see if you can make a run with Aaron Rodgers and see how that works out. Jamie Eisenberg with us, and it's and you know I get both sides. You know, it, it, people don't want to hear while we're building for the future, but at the same point in time, you have to be realistic. And you see what Kansas City is doing. You mentioned Herbert, and and now you've got you've got Sean Payton with Denver. It almost seems like a perfect time for the Raiders to kind of retool, right, and say, you know what? Well, all these dudes, you know, yeah, these guys are going to be here for the next couple of years, but, you know, three years from now, almost like the Detroit Lions. I know that's a bad example, actually, but it's been a 60-year or a 70-year rebuild. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's the end of the line look, look, now. Look, look, look at the Eagles. I mean, you know, they, yes, they got yes. the young quarterback in place. And, you know, year three, they played in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a five-year build, a 10-year build. You know, it, it could happen if you get the right quarterback, and, and we've seen that. You know, the Chiefs became what they are because Patrick Mahomes was elite, you know, and so it doesn't always work clearly, but, you know, if you get the right guy with the right coach and the right system, it could certainly turn around quicker than you think. What does it mean for the Dallas Cowboys that Dak reworks the deal? I mean, it's one of those things where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, is, is, has Dak lived up to what he was as a young player? You know, probably not, you know, but again, think about the pedigree. You know, he wasn't a first-round quarterback, and so he's been an above-average quarterback. He's been certainly... Uh, in a great situation with an unbelievable offensive line, some great weapons around. You know, the Cowboys have certainly built this team to be a Super Bowl contender. Now, things have obviously not worked out to that level, you know, whether it's been some tough losses in the playoffs, Dak breaking his ankle and really losing, you know, a year plus. And so, you know, I, I think for that team, you know, still, you know, you, you said it, you, you look at the odds all the time. They're still among the top teams in terms of Super Bowl contenders, and, and I think they will be as long as they have these type of players in place. But it's a very good defense, clearly, with, you know, Dan Quinn's still staying there. It's still a very good offense, despite the fact that they lose Kellen Moore. Um, I think if they can get their running game back on track, you know, it's kind of been a little topsy-turvy with what they've been doing with Ezekiel Elliott and kind of suppressing Tony Pollard. Both guys may or may not come back to the team. Pollard's a free agent. You know, we don't know what they're going to do with Ezekiel Elliott. But if they can take pressure off of Dak, get the run game going, maybe find another complimentary weapon. Maybe don't trade a Mark Cooper, for example, but find a complimentary weapon uh, opposite uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, th they'll still be right there. I don't think they're better than the Eagles by any stretch. The Giants are obviously nipping at their heels. Uh, in the division, and we'll see what Washington looks like. But they can still be one of the better teams in the NFC, which is still the weaker of the two conferences. If they get everything to fall in line perfectly, maybe they make a Super Bowl run. But, I mean, for me, looking at, again, we just talked about what the Raiders' situation looks like. I don't think they're a team that hits the reset button and goes into the draft unless they want to take maybe a day-two guy and sort of develop him. Uh, but I think, you know, from, from what they're looking at with Dak, bringing him back, making him, you know, still the, the short-term solution. I don't think, you know, he's, he's got another 10 years there, but still the short-term solution. To me, that makes the most sense. What do you think happens with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? I, you know, I, I'm a, I, I can't believe that it's gotten this far right now. And 
let's say they they tag him. Do you think he'll play? What's your gut tell you? Because my my feeling is that I wouldn't like I wouldn't dare him like and and believe you know what. There's no way that he doesn't take the $45 million, that he leaves $45 million on the table. If he really feels this personally slighted, then I think he will. I mean, it's not like he he doesn't have money personally already. How do you think this plays out with Lamar and Baltimore? And is it possible that ACC somewhere else? I, I think it's definitely possible that he's somewhere else, you know, because he's certainly one of those, you know, franchise-defining players. You know, we, we've seen that. He's an MVP uh, very early in his career. Um, his style of play doesn't necessarily always translate to success from an end-all, be-all result as a Super Bowl-caliber uh, quarterback. But Jalen Hurts just showed you that that's certainly possible, and, and clearly there, there are a lot of similarities. You know, if not Lamar being the better of the two, um, but it's got to be with the right franchise. You know, not a team that's in a rebuilding situation, but that's probably what the, the Ravens will be looking for if they're trying to accrue multiple draft picks. You know, something that's in the upper echelon of the uh, or the or the early part of the NFL draft so that they can get one of these franchise quarterbacks. But, you know, clearly it's going to take multiple picks. We know what it's like to trade these guys. Um, I would think that there's a way to work this out. You know, clearly the, the Deshaun Watson contract that the Browns gave him has changed what quarterbacks are looking for because a lot of these guys, Lamar included, think they're better than Deshaun Watson and should be paid on par and obviously fully guaranteed. Um, so it's going to be still a standstill. The fact that he doesn't have an agent, I'm sure it's complicated this because he's in those meetings where they're, or at least privy to those meetings. You know, I don't know exactly how this works, but, you know, where he's getting somewhat, you know, downtrodden a little bit, you know, and, and, and talk badly about because that's what these teams are trying to do. Well, he doesn't do this right, he doesn't do that right, you know, all those things. So uh, it's going to be a standstill. Um, I hope he does not sit out because that's probably not the best thing for his career to miss a season. Uh, we know what happened to Le'Veon Bell, for example, different position, different ages uh, of, of their careers, but you never want to see a player sit. So hopefully he's able to work this out and he's playing in, in 2023. I would think that the Ravens want to, you know, make this work and make him their franchise guy for many, many years because he's one of the most exciting players to ever play the game. So Hopefully we get uh, we get something in uh, around, you know before the NFL draft that he's locked and loaded and and, and playing and, and getting the money that he's uh, comfortable with and you know we don't have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Jamie Eisenberg. <laughs> At least we're not talking about as much as Aaron Rodgers. I think it's kind of flying out of the radar this Lamar stuff compared to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, well, Lamar Jackson, I don't think is as, as kooky as Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Lamar's got to start going on my boy Pat McAfee show uh, every every week. Okay, listen, we'll get you out of here. Uh, last question uh, for you, and, and I know you're not like you. Know, I'm not asking you from a draft draft expert perspective, but who's a quarterback that you're sort of excited about? The you know coming out of college that you're interested to see how things go this week and moving forward into the NFL draft. I think everybody's answer is probably the same. It's Anthony Richardson and. You're talking to a Florida Gator, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen the highs and lows of what Anthony Richardson can can be. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's interesting coming off just talking about Lamar Jackson because he could be that type of player. You know, what he can do with his legs, and you know, he's got as much arm talent I think as anybody. Just a matter of can it get to the point where he's you know a more accurate passer, a better decision maker, um, hopefully better coached. You know, some of that could have been part of the problem. You know, certainly going back to. Uh, the early part of his, you know, tenure with the Gators. But, um, I mean, clearly, you know, the fact that if you were to tell me at any point last college season that he would be in consideration for the number one overall pick, I would have said you're crazy. But, you know, he's, he's there now. And if he has a good week and, and hits it out of the park with everything that they're going to ask him to do, we could be looking at it as, okay, now it's a three-headed, you know, race for the number one pick between Bryce Young, T.J. Stroud, and, and Anthony Richardson. And it might be there already. Jamie Eisenberg, always a pleasure, Jamie. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thanks to Jamie Eisenberg for joining us. A lot of interesting uh, topics and situations. The Raiders are one of them. Now, I think that Davis does like McDaniels, and if McDaniels is this big quarterback guru, like bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, what the hell is that going to do? Like, seriously, what is, what is that going to do? You're going to finish the last place in a division. All right, like, what's, what's the point? And I think you need to be realistic. I'm not one of these people... That I think you have a chance to win all the time, right? Like, you, know, you know, hello, you know, you, you play the games for a reason and all that. But without being stated, you need to be realistic and recognize where you are, where you are as an organization, and where your rivals are as an organization. You're not beating the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are like a hundred million times better than you are. It's not happening. And you know, what I mean, like the, the whole division's just tough. It just is what it is. Now really is the perfect time to retool things. Mahomes and the Chiefs aren't going to own the NFL for the next 10 years, right? They're on a nice run right now. It is what it is. I don't think they're going to disappear anytime soon over the next couple of years, but it's it's a good time to hit the reset button if you are the Raiders right now, as opposed to, to what? Now, I don't know. Like Maybe McDaniels doesn't like these quarterbacks. But if I was the Raiders, I would take a quarterback – before I would sign Jimmy G. And or I would do both, actually. Because Jimmy G, it's not like Jimmy G is going to be some, like, you know, in-demand guy. You want Jimmy G, whatever, you know. I think Jimmy G's available to do, like, cameo videos if you want. So, if they want Jimmy G, bring in Jimmy G and then draft a young quarterback as well. So you don't have to play the young guy, like, in week one type thing, you know. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.